Welcome to the Post-Class Podcast, brought to you by TheEducatorsRoom.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Jake Miller. Hello, hello, hello. Today we're going to talk English as a second language and helping students who are mastering just that. To help me with this subject, I'd like to introduce the amazing Mandy Manning, teacher at Joel E. Ferris High School's Newcomer School. Manning is the 2018 Washington State Teacher of the Year, the 2018 National Teacher of the Year, and holder of the world's best superhero cover-up name. Hello, Mandy. (laughs) Hi. So first question is, how did you get involved with teaching ESL? Well, it actually started back in, oh my gosh, forever ago, 1999, when I joined the Peace Corps. I served in the Peace Corps in Armenia, so that was kind of the start. Yeah, that was the start. That's pretty neat. I wonder how many of our listeners or even your ELL students could point to a map and find Armenia. Well, to be honest, when I was invited to serve there, I didn't know where it was. <laughs> I do now, and people should know, because there have had some major events in history that the United States is integral in identifying someday. How about it? So what's one thing for our listeners that you wished that all non-ESL teachers knew about English language learners? That English language learners are just that. They just don't have English language proficiency yet. They have all of the other skills and abilities that every other student they teach has. They just don't know how to articulate their understanding in English yet. I think that if all teachers understood that, they wouldn't find it so daunting to teach them. Do you think that's because we have such like an English-centric culture that doesn't really incorporate many other languages unless you teach in like the Southwest where there's some Spanish influence or Florida where there's some Spanish influence? Uh, Yeah, in a way. I think it has more to do with our deficit rather than asset view of language learners. We tend to see their inability to speak English as this insurmountable barrier, realizing all of the assets that they bring with them to the classroom. Okay. So how do you help teachers see some of the assets that they have? So I think one of the problems for teachers is that it's hard because when you're speaking to someone and you've been teaching, you know, in a certain way, in a certain environment for years and years, and all of your students have been native English speakers, you think, well, how can I possibly teach a student that doesn't speak English? Because I don't speak their language. And uh, I, I think that they view that as some sort of hard hurdle to cross but really anything that you do in order to accommodate the needs of your English language learners are is going to inevitably benefit all of your students because it's not a matter of teaching because you know civil rights wise every student has to have the same level of instruction regardless of their English language ability the free and appropriate public education so it's more how do you make the instruction comprehensible? And that just means breaking it down into and writing down instructions, not just saying them orally, uh, using more visuals, helping to helping students to understand visuals, helping them to academic discourse by providing sentence frames, things like that. Things that's gonna that that will e- essentially help every single student in the classroom better comprehend what we're asking them to do. Yeah. We have this idea that instructions have to be, you know, 
paragraph long. <laughs> Most students, I think, regardless of English being their first language or second language, might be blocking directions out after the, the first few sentences, huh? Yeah. And we're seeing more and more students coming in that are native English speakers who've lived here their entire lives but have language deficits. So what's one trick that you think the average teacher can pull out of your sleeve since you're this amazing ESL educator that's been recognized both across the state and nationally. It's one trick that we could pull out of your sleeve to use in all of our classrooms. I don't know if there are any tricks. Really just that in- whole instruction piece where you look at what how you're instructing students to do something and you break it down into like a bulleted list or a numbered list and as you're telling them what to do you tell them one thing at a time and write it down and also model it as you're going that just seems so second nature I probably most teachers are doing things like that anyway but being intentional about that Uh, and then the other thing is just to when a student comes into your classroom get to know them because chances are they know a lot more than you think that they know different than you think that they are and so having a brand new day policy in your classroom is always a good idea particularly with English language learners because uh, we we have all these ideas about how people are going to be and and if we just let them be who they are we might be surprised so how do you differentiate between you know how some countries have like this story to tell like if you have a student that comes from Darfur or Syria or something that that nation has almost a story to tell but not every individual how do you weave both those narratives of the individual and where they come from together to get a full-on view of the student and them as a whole person well I think it's it's more important to know they are than it is to know where they come from if that makes sense because if, if you think about in the United States if everybody thought that all of, of people from the United States were the same, they would be missing a, a whole like element of our culture. Because if you're from Washington State as opposed to, say, Texas, you're a very different person because <laughs> your experience in Texas is going to be very different than a person's experience in Washington State. And, and it's the same across the nation, right? Because every single state has its own culture. And then every single community within a state has its own culture. And every household has its own culture. And neighborhoods, if you think about in your own town, there are different neighborhoods. And, and different neighborhoods have different flavors. Like they have different ways of living and being and, and experiencing life. And it's way more important to find out what motivates a kid what are they interested in what do they like and if if the conversation uh, is around where they came from what did they like about where they came from you know what did they do what was a special place that they enjoyed going to or what what kind of music do they like why do they like that music what do they enjoy doing outside of school because those are the things that are going to serve a teacher much better than you know, knowing every single thing about Syria. It's important to have an understanding of the situate, like the political and the religious and the what happens to be happening in that, in that nation. But there should never be an assumption that this student experienced or saw any of that. If, if they did, it should be completely up to the student to express that should they so desire. 
because when we ask when we ask those really hard questions about hey tell me about your experiences in your country or what happened to your family or those you know those kinds of questions we're putting them in a situation that is asking them to relive something that could potentially have been quite traumatic and also really when we're asking that question we're asking it for our not for that's them. a good thing to remember kids should be able to tell their story but only if they want to and and you know only if they trust you enough to do that and you know, they'll tell you when they're ready to tell you or if they ever tell you and it should be okay if they don't so what's one story like you know just a very summation and i know you gotta like withhold names but what's one story that's greatly impacted you from a specific ELL learner that you've had in your class? I have to preface this because most of what I learn from my students, I don't actually learn about them until later. Because when they come to my class, they, they're they not ready or prepared to, t- to say anything about their previous experience. I, I might be able to gain some understanding by speaking to the parents and asking about previous you know education. But I had one girl and she was really excited to learn and um, a very good student but I came to find out later that she only had a name she only had a fourth grade education and to see what incredible growth she showed she graduated in four years so she came as a newcomer center to the newcomer center 15 years old with no English language proficiency and only a fourth, what we would consider a fourth grade education. And she managed to and focus and graduate in four years. To me, that speaks volumes about our English language learners. Like we, we have no idea what they experienced or went through. And then to see the tenacity and the resilience and the hope, that's really incredible because you think about what little adversity we actually experience here in the United States. Some of us do. Like some of us have incredibly traumatic experiences. But for the most part, we have food on the table. We usually have a roof over our head. We have community resources to help us when we fall down. And we have schools. We have free public schools, you know, up through high school. And generally speaking, affordable community colleges. And so seeing that some of these kids have had you know such formal education and then to come here but to still have that desire to succeed and to work hard is just it's so every day like that impacts me every day because I think look at what these kids are bringing to the table and what they're doing with that and how much drive and focus they have and so it, it is important that I every single day go into the classroom with that same focus and drive to help them become and do whatever it is that they want to do. Well, we're hoping that this interview has certainly inspired and drives other people, both looking to be ESL teachers, who are ESL teachers, or who are just teachers of all students. Thank you so much for this amazing interview. The great Mandy Manning, ESL teacher from Washington, and our 2018 National Teacher of the Year. The Post-Class Podcast is part of the Educators Room Podcast Network, produced by Eric Semmel and Jake Miller. Music is by the band Elephants Dancing.